and welcome back to another episode of simply ambivalent i am your host arkia as always um once again you guys sorry for the delay i just haven't had much time lately um a lot going on in my life um that i've been trying to do um and some things that i'm trying to um advance in uh, besides this but hopefully i can get a regular schedule going um for the next couple months ahead and finally get this podcast thing off the ground um but with that being said once again welcome back to another episode um you can always follow me on instagram at simply ambivalent that is s-i-m-p-l-y underscore a-m-b-i-v-a-l-e-n-t um, but with that being said, you guys, thank again for um, your continued support. Um, if you're still here after all this time and after all these pauses, I appreciate you so much. Um, I love you guys. Um, and with that being said, Alrighty, let's start to get so into the get episode. Into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about a recently developing case here. Um, I saw a couple articles on CBS News about it, and I was looking into it, and I thought, why the heck not um, talk about a case such as this? Um, since it is technically still in development, and they're going through trial right now um, to see if one of the... Um, let's just say one of the parties in this particular case to see um, if they should be found guilty or not um, due to reason of insanity. Um, If you're not familiar with that, um, it is a really, really hard um, one to kind of get away with uh, by reason of insanity, um, just because there's so many things that you have to prove, whether that's with psychologists and uh, mental health experts and trying to get all of that done. So, um, I'm always interested to see if um, anyway anyone can um, get away with that um, if you know their reason is not as evident as um, some other cases we may see with the same kind of circumstances. Um, so we have here a former Olympic equestrian by the name of Michael Barrasone. In 2019, um, he was charged with the attempted murder of one of his students, uh, Lauren Kennerick, and her boyfriend actually. Um, Unfortunately, at the time that the crime took place, he claimed that the shooting uh, was due to him temporarily losing his mind. Um, He said he knew what he was doing whenever he did load the bullets into the gun. Um, So for one right there, that does show a motive. And also it does show that he was in the right state of mind just from that simple statement right there. Um, But with also that being said, he ended up shooting his um, writing student, Lauren, twice. Um, and in this case, um, he did it uh, twice in the chest. So it wasn't um, necessarily like he was going to shoot and, you know, just hoping to kind of harm her or hurt her. Um, but it seems like he was going in for the kill, uh, most definitely. Thankfully, with the help of emergency surgery, um, Kenrick was able to survive. Um, and if you guys, um, you know, do have time, please go look on 48 Hours, where she is um, kind of telling her story of survival, um, as well as some of those um, other equestrian trainers. Um, they're kind of giving their own, you know, perspective view of who Lauren was as a person, as well as Michael. I'm sure in any case, this is um, one of those things that are super, super hard to kind of get past. Um, I couldn't even imagine if I had like a teacher or a trainer and one day all of a sudden um, trying to, you know, harm me or trying to kill me. 
you have to think like you know what kind of led them to this particular state and what caused this person um, to get here um, so with that being said I'm going to play a couple clips here um, speaking about Lauren in specifics uh, some of the people around her at this time they were just kind of talking about the kind of person she was what she wanted to accomplish by you know getting some of this training and some of the things she expected from Michael himself and I probably should say this snippet is going to be from that 48 hours episode. So hopefully nobody tries to come after me for this. But um, it's just going to be like a little two minute snippet here that you guys get to hear. All right. How significant are horses in your life? They're the most significant thing. I don't think they can live without them in my life. Boy. Why does she want to ride with Michael? Everyone wants to ride with Michael. He was a legend. He was the, the most sought-after trainer in the world. Everybody wanted to train with Michael Barrison. He had competed in the Olympics as a rider. He had also trained riders who competed in the Olympics. He's a larger-than-life character. He walked the walk and he talked the talk. What did Lauren want from Michael? More than anything, his undivided attention. She felt like, um, as a paying customer, she should be treated a certain way. She wanted to be the star of the barn. I think she became extremely upset when Michael's full attention wasn't focused on her. Mary Haskins was the one who, in her mind, was standing in her way of getting to her goals. Two women both vying for Michael's attention as one of the best trainers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Barrison stuck between two women, his love interest and Lauren. His love interest and his financial need that he needed. How would you describe Lauren's treatment of Michael on social media? Horrible. There were things coming out on social media that were horrific. So I think we live in this world now where your reputation or your career or your identity can be changed like that and uh, can be devastating. Alrighty, so as you guys can kind of see in this particular instance, it does not paint the victim Lauren as being um, a good person per se. Um, and as you heard, um, they were, they did say that he was um, kind of stuck between two women, one being his love interest and the other uh, with uh I guess you can say the one kind of bringing in the money um, for his business to keep kind of going forward. So uh, I'm not sure um, really how to navigate this particular case um, just because in some situations you see it just be being in like a love triangle or there's like a particular reason. Um, so I wonder um, what may have drove Michael um, just kind of, you know, going crazy in this instance, um, so much to the fact that he was willing and um, did succeed in um, shooting his uh, student. 
I also wonder if whether or not um, his uh, love interest, whether or not she was there as well, um, you know, was this something that they kind of coincided with? Was this her idea? Um, was it something that they had talked about recently? You know, was it something that was pre-planned and um, something that, you know, she knew that if he was pushed enough to the, you know, brink of the edge and whatnot, um, that he was going to, you know, pull through and be able to commit this crime. It was also said that Lauren had been putting a lot of things out on social media, um, calling Michael racist, calling him transphobic, homophobic, um, a bunch of other uh, names and whatnot. So pretty much painting him as a bad picture. Um, but with that being said, I do have another little snippet here of Michael kind of talking about whether or not he wanted Lauren dead and uh, what exactly was going through his mind at this particular moment in time. Did you want Lauren Canarek dead? I wanted Lauren Canarek to leave, to go away. Why would I want anyone so I dead? I can assume that you guys heard that last part where Michael was saying that he wanted uh, Lauren gone. He wanted her not there anymore. Uh, but in my head, and it's also probably ringing in the back of y'all's heads as well, um, to what extent was Michael willing to go to have Lauren gone? I mean, as we can see, he did end up shooting her twice in the chest. Um, so it looks like he was, you know, pretty willing to go to the end um, in order to kind of get her out of the way. And also, uh, what exactly did Lauren do? What was she, you know, besides the social media fiasco that was going on and her putting out a lot of bad things about him, what exactly did Lauren do to push Michael to the edge? Or what exactly was said? Uh, did she end up having an argument with his love interest? Um, did the love interest tell her something, tell Michael some things about Lauren that she didn't like? Um, and so on and so on. We can kind of make up so many um, kind of scenarios here. Uh, the big one in my head, I'm like, once again, was this a love triangle that kind of went wrong in this particular situation? I mean, he did say she was his student, but if at any point um, did something happen to kind of change those dynamics, uh, but what exactly was going on um, between all three of these people, or at least should say um, the main two. So next, I do want to get into this 911 call. Um, I'm not particular sure who called it in but I guess we're kind of going to go see on this next little snippet here so um, if you guys don't mind just listening to this and then of course I'll kind of add my commentary right after okay so never mind y'all I found out Lauren um, is on the call with the 911 operator so uh, let's get straight into it every man woman has a breaking point. Please help, please help. I'm losing a lot of blood. It's your little girl. Just indescribable. It was horrible. She'd flatlined several times. We had no idea whether she was going to live or die. Did you shoot Lauren Kenrick? I'm told I did. Pulls it out, points at it, boom, boom. Just like that. But I have no recollection of that event. Zero, nothing. So tell me, you guys, do you really think he kind of had a moment of psychosis where he just blacked out and had no idea that he ended up shooting Lauren? Or do you feel like he knew very well what was going on and he's just trying to kind of put on an act here? 
Um, it's kind of hard to say just from looking at the interview um, alone, just because you're hearing so many things from each side, um, what exactly was going on at the time. You know, they didn't have the best uh, relationship. It was kind of rocky. Um, he was just trying to live the best he could in between two worlds. But at the same time, my guy, like, look, you ended up shooting your student. So it doesn't really look um, too hot on both sides um I'm not a big fan of how they kind of tried to paint it here um I feel like they gave more of a spotlight towards him the person who shot the victim um rather than kind of giving her her own time uh and sitting down to just kind of see what exactly uh what was her thoughts and whether or not you know she did feel threatened at the time and did she ever feel like things were kind of going to get to this level where they were going to you know escalate and um potentially get worse or did she ever think about leaving and going to someone else and if she did why didn't she do it sooner um so these are all the type of things that are just kind of playing in the back of my head when looking at a case like this and I know a lot of you're saying you know why are you covering a case like this um, I just feel like every once in a while we do have to go into a different world and kind of explore um, some of the true crime cases that kind of take place here especially one where the victim actually survives a lot of the time that's just super rare for it happening and we never get to hear their particular side but during this particular instance I am happy to see that uh, she can tell her own story. She can tell her own side and give her own perspective of what exactly was going on instead of the person who was, you know, um, knowingly going after her or unknowingly, um, I should say. During the trial, as I'm learning here, they did ask Lauren, um, did she have, you know, motive uh, to drive him crazy um and she did admit that at some point she did uh, i guess you can say she no longer cared and that was kind of her ultimate plan but i don't think it was to the point of trying to you know get her own self killed or maybe she did maybe she was being super manipulative and she did think that was you know a possible thing that could happen or that she knew that would happen or maybe um, her plan just kind of ended up going too far and she didn't have a backup plan per se because it was her life she was kind of gambling with with that also kind of being said um, in Michael's defense they did have a doctor come on stand and say that uh, she drove him crazy. So um, in this particular case, I'm sure that the doctor is, um, you know, on his side with him trying to plead for insant insanity. I think this case is pretty interesting, um, just in the sense that the defense is trying to say that Lauren um, caused him to go crazy and caused him to make these particular actions. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think it's possible uh, for someone to drive someone mentally insane and for them to react in a way of them committing a crime? I mean, the first uh, thing that kind of comes to my mind and an example of it um, would be the movie, uh, I think it's Gone Girl, um, where the wife uh, was pretty much setting up the husband um, in different ways to make it seem like he ended up killing her, making him go crazy and doing all of these um, sorts of things to, of course, make him look like the guilty party um, in this particular instance. Um, so, I mean, I guess if you kind of put that into perspective and kind of take that um 
particular movie um, as an example I guess you could say someone is definitely capable of driving someone crazy now in the part of them being responsible for the actions that take place I don't know I don't know how that will um, hold up in court I don't know how you would particularly make that um, a case and that be the one thing that you're kind of just hoping and praying um, that the jurors um, as well as the judge will kind of take into account and you know rule in your favor I would also like to add you guys that um, he is being charged with two counts of attempted murder um, and he is uh, facing up to 80 years um, just by watching the trial myself I really don't know what to say um, he seems to be very emotional which I mean what person wouldn't be if you are facing up to 80 years in prison um, but a lot of it looks like um, it's mostly an act uh, but at the same time, based off his appearance um, and based off of recent pictures that they showed um, of how he looked, I mean, he does look like he is a little bit unstable at the moment just due to his current physical condition, whether that be his hair, him kind of looking, looking unkept. Um, but that could also be the defense, uh, their own strategy um, in this particular um, section into, um, you know, trying to make him look like he is the victim rather than Lauren. I'm really um, I'm not sure what to say, you guys, because um, as I said before, based off his uh, appearance, uh, he looks disheveled. He looks um, like someone that has definitely gone through some hard times. And um, you can kind of say it is a fall from grace um, based off how um, others in this particular interview with CBS News, how they described him as kind of being like the life of the party, a person who, um, you know, is very lively, very outspoken, very energetic um, to now just just kind of being this old little fragile decrepit um, older man so what I learned from later on just watching this interview as well is that um, they think what kind of drew or kind of pushed him over the edge I should say um, is Lauren um, calling uh, CPS services on uh, Michael and um, his you know his love interest as I should say she had made claims that um, there was some abuse kind of going on um, as well as she felt for the safety um, you know of their children um, so in this particular case um, it does seem like Lauren did have some of her own tactics tactics up her sleeve um, she did have a plan as for what exactly was going on but I once again as I said before I just don't think she thought it would end up in this particular situation with her life kind of being at you know the hand of Michael. Lauren did allege that Michael um, had been bullying her um, she was being body shamed by him um, and a couple of other things uh, that were kind of going into play. Um, once again, she did uh, report all of these to Safe Sport. Um, and of course, they did go over these and review some of the allegations that she was making in this particular um, instance. And at first, I thought they were talking about Michael's kids. Um, but what I do come to find out is that is is his love interest, Mary. Um, it is her kids at that. Lauren was alleging that he was bullying or that she saw some type of malice kind of taking place. Um, but with that being said, you guys, I think this is going to be a good stopping point uh, for this particular case because I do feel like it's um, one that is kind of gaining a lot of attention in this particular section of um, 
I guess you could say the world or in the U.S. um, back in New Jersey. Um, But I am interested to see how it's all going to end up playing out uh, for Lauren, for Michael, for Mary, and and each and every single one of the equestrian trainers and everyone else of the facility involved. I am interested in hearing more of how uh, what they thought was the thing that pushed him over the edge as well as some of the things kind of leading up to that that Lauren was doing and um, how she was manipulating him per se um, or alleged to be manipulating him Um, and who knows you know what the real story is we all all we have is he says he says she said Um, uh, but with that being said as I said before it's super rare to always to be able to even see the victim side um, and to see how this is even playing out Um, because in most cases you don't always see them kind of painting the victim as being the perpetrator or the one who caused this specific individual to kind of go going crazy and then ending up shooting the victim um so as i said before a super interesting case a lot of you will say you know this is just a case for the rich and the one percent but um a case is a case true crime is true crime um you can't go wrong with that Uh, it affects everyone and anyone in all walks of life unfortunately um but once again you guys thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode um i love you guys as always um and come back next week i do have a really really good case um, particularly about a soldier in the army who was recently found dead um that i will be covering and of course i'll bring more light to that story as well um, but anyways as you guys know you can always follow me on instagram at simply underscore ambivalent or even on twitter at simply underscore ambiv and anywhere else that i have any type of other social media platforms you can find it on there as well and doing a quick google search Um, but besides that i hope you guys have a great rest of your day a great uh, wednesday here Um, i love you and goodbye